Over the centuries, a lot of artistic energy has poured into crafting the most exquisite capital letter Bs. Early printed books of the Psalms had most words in black and white, but the letter B might be printed in blue with its lobes filled in with red and white floral designs. In medieval Psalms manuscripts, the letter B might be done in gold leaf with some of its lines curling into the margins. One 15th century book of Psalms begins with a B that's blue on top and red on the bottom. Inside this letter B is a drawing of King David with a golden crown and playing a golden harp. In Queen Eleanor of Aquitaine's book of Psalms, the letter B takes up a good seven-eighths of the first page. This B has a drawing of David playing the harp in its upper lobe and a drawing of David as a young man fighting Goliath in the lower lobe. And Goliath, by the way, is dressed like a medieval knight. But outdoing all of these is a 13th century book of Psalms, now in the Morgan Library in New York. The letter B takes up the entire first page. It's filled with an elaborate drawing known as the Tree of Jesse, which shows several ancestors of Christ, beginning with Jesse, David's father. So the letter B in that psalm book is filled with human figures and curling leaves and vines. Why have artists lavished so much attention on the letter B? Well, B is the first letter of the first word of the Latin translation of the Psalms, beatus, or blessed. Blessed is also the first word spoken by Jesus in today's gospel. Now, the English translation that we used for the Psalm today begins with the word happy, not blessed. That translation could lead us to miss an important echo from psalm to gospel. Blessed are they, says the psalmist. Blessed are you, says Jesus. In today's gospel, Jesus jumps into a long conversation about who is blessed and maybe who's not. Who is blessed with a capital B? It's a question God's people asked from generation to generation. Moses defined the blessed and described the cursed when his people were just about to cross the River Jordan into the Promised Land. Moses said that if they obeyed God's commandments, they'd be blessed. Moses promised them, blessing shall come upon you and overtake you. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Blessings would include rich harvests, plenty of rain, a high GDP, fertile livestock, and defeated enemies. Moses also warned that if they didn't follow God's ways of justice, they could be cursed. He told them, cursed be anyone who strikes down a neighbor in secret. Cursed be anyone who takes a bribe to shed innocent blood. Cursed be anyone who deprives the alien, the orphan, and the widow of justice. Curses would include drought, poor harvests, defeat by enemies, and disease. In today's first reading, the prophet Jeremiah uses this pattern of blessings and curses. 
But Jeremiah connects blessing not just with obedience to specific commandments, but with a deeper confidence in God. The blessed are those who trust the Lord. The blessed are like trees planted near water, never afraid, always prosperous. The cursed are those who trust people rather than God. The cursed are like desert shrubs that can't find relief or nourishment. The psalm today uses similar imagery of the blessed as trees beside water. The blessed are those who avoid sinners and who find delight in God's ways of living justly. In today's gospel, it's Jesus' turn to describe the blessed. The blessings we hear today are the less famous version of what are called the Beatitudes, which is a fancy Latinized word for blessings. The more famous version comes from Matthew's gospel. And in Matthew, the blessings are part of what's called the Sermon on the Mount because in Matthew, Jesus delivers them on a mountaintop. Now Matthew uses the mountaintop setting to depict Jesus as a new Moses. Just like Moses received God's commandments on Mount Sinai, so Jesus delivered a new interpretation of divine law in his Sermon on the Mount. But Luke's Jesus delivers his version of the blessings on a plain. Now, despite this change in setting from mountaintop in Matthew to level ground in Luke, I think Luke's Jesus is also like Moses, but in a different way. In today's gospel, Jesus stands with the disciples on the threshold of God's kingdom, of God's land of promise. Moses once promised blessings and warned of curses if people didn't adhere to God's justice. Now Jesus promises blessings and warns about woes that will result as people try to live as God's kingdom more justly. On level ground, Jesus tells the people, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you. Rejoice on that day, and be glad. And Luke's Jesus pronounces not just blessings, but that series of woes. Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. In Luke's gospel, the blessings of this world are abundant, but not infinite. So for all to have some, some must have less. Level ground is a symbol for equalizing access to this world's goods. Early in Luke's Gospel, John the Baptist quotes the prophet Isaiah's call to make mountains low and to fill in valleys, to make level ground. Also in Luke's Gospel, Jesus' mother Mary sings that God fills the hungry and sends the rich away empty, that God lifts up the lowly and brings down the powerful. God's kingdom is where those who have more then their just share will lose it. And where those who have less than their share will finally receive it. The idea of some having less so that others can have some is in some quarters terrifying. 
Some find it so threatening and scary that people should have unconditionally equal access to blessings like food, laughter, respect, and love. But the kingdom of God proclaimed by Jesus is a level playing field where all people deserve to eat, to experience joy, to be treated with respect, to find love. The kingdom of God is where more people are finally blessed, blessed with a gold leaf, gloriously illuminated, full page, capital B. Jesus could not have put it any more plainly.